podcast, every week I'll share leadership thoughts, books I'm reading, or tools I'm using to teach leadership skills. I believe everyone has influence. Every family, school, church, city, country is determined by its capacity for effective leadership. So let's jump in. Well, welcome again to the Leadership Podcast. We've been in a series of presentations and sessions on resilience. It's just it it it's a huge belief of mine that if you want to have a sustainable impact, you can't bounce from one endeavor to another. There is a time to fold your tents and camp somewhere else, but I do believe that more people fail to reach their long-term objectives because they fold their tents too quickly. And uh, one of my favorite books on on this subject matter, Range, that I mentioned earlier in a podcast, gives the importance of knowing when to fold your tents, that it, it, it presents a, if not contrarian view of grit, and that people who have grit don't give up easily on things, it presents a contrarian view of that. There is a time to quit. There's a time to change careers, etc. And I love that. And I love that idea that we have a broad range of capacities. The reality is more people don't reach their leadership potential, I believe, because they they haven't developed resilience, just this hangtuitiveness. And I, and I say that from a personal standpoint because... Uh, I lived in this reality for really here 28 years of just put one foot in front of the other today and do what you got to do today. And uh, for 28 years almost, I've lived that out in doing something, and that is building a local church uh, that it's been 10 times harder than I thought it would be. So the first two sessions, I was with Austin McMahon, my son Austin, who is a who is a a fellow leader, and we talked about the importance of growing hope as a muscle and a way of thinking, not an emotion, Uh, growing critical awareness, not letting shame messages stick to you, and knowing who you are, and being able to think with discernment. A leader has to think with discernment, take the big picture, not the, the focused end lens view of, yep, today we weren't very good, but let's take the long view. And today I want to talk about what so often Austin brings leaders down is this third principle of growing your capacity to sit in your pain. The ability to not have to numb, not have to hide, not have to lash out and blame others and thereby ignore that leadership at any level, if you're leading a Fortune 500 company, If you're the vice president of an NFL franchise, if you're a Boy Scout troop leader, leadership is painful. There is no such thing as painless power. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as as energy without heat and friction. And so, so many people uh, in our culture in particular... Uh, are not able to stay mindful of this principle, feel your feelings, being able to name your 
pain and be able to sit in it. This has been a huge, huge factor for me in uh, sustainability. As I've said many times, when I come off of a weekend uh, where I've spoken three times, usually with great intensity and passion and hopefully clarity, I have an adrenal valley that I enter into. I walk in the valley of the shadow of adrenaline dis, dis, you know, expenditure. Mm-hmm. And the huge shift that happened in recent years of me, my being able to say, today's a sad day. Usually on Mondays, I'm sad, and that's okay. And the capacity to sit in that. Most people engage in behaviors, consciously or not, that take the edge off mm-hmm. and numb that when I believe that that pain is actually the fuel of vulnerability and connection, mm-hmm. which is the interface of impact, mm-hmm. is that vulnerability. So let's talk about that today. Obviously, a huge part of this is addiction. But for example, my drug of choice for years was com- competition. I needed to be engaged in something that was just so strenuous that it numbed my emotional pain. I was so invested in competing in sports in particular. Um, There are implications to that. For you, talk about your journey. And I know it's a big thing for you. Feel your feelings. Mm -hmm. Be able to sit in... Go to your room and feel your feelings. It's difficult for me because I, I, feelings don't seem very useful. And as a usefulness junkie, they just don't seem to be very useful unless they are useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are cer- certain circumstances they certainly are. I think we make more use of them than they actually have. I digress. I've read more poetry in my life than anyone should. That's good for anyone. Uh, I, I don't like spoken word poetry or the New Yorkian movement that came out in the early late 80s, early 90s. But there was one poem that I loved. I forget her name, but it was called take the edge off. Now everyone one of these days wants to take the edge off with a cigarette or with a drink or with a drug mm-hmm. or whatever. And, and the whole poem is about, I'm going to live on the edge. I'm not taking the edge off anymore. I'm going to feel the edge. And, uh, I, and, and a couple of weeks ago teaching on John eight, I, or John, uh, no, sorry, uh, John 11. Um, I, gr- grief is the removal of obstacles and obstructions to wander within the feelings one might have. And I think that's a little bit with suffering too. Is, is it's, it's mm-hmm. an intentional removal of obstacles and obstructions to to let the mind wander to where it needs to. Part of the way the spirit heals is to a, a predestinedness that it's put a hard wiring in our physiology and our psychology that if we remove the obstacles and the in and the obstructions, our mind will wander towards healing, and, and God heals us through that. It's something He already set in motion. Our, our mind will do grief, but grief if we heals. intercept that. It never wanders toward healing. Yeah, and that's why that's why you know grief is good. You know, in certain circumstances, mm-hmm. and, um, and and and, and which we're terrible at as Americans mm-hmm. and as leaders too. Yeah, there's a, just a comment hearing these last couple podcasts. The hope, the the, the false criticism, and then the suffering. It's it's interesting that the pastoral epistles, thinking about it. In, uh, First and Second Peter as well. They kind of go from that that flow too. They, they do, this hope yeah. of salvation, this uh, this rebuttal towards false teaching, and then this pastoral 
encouragement for suffering in Christ, mm-hmm. which is and a, to live in to that. To encourage you to read the which comes back around to the circle of hope because there's going to be a fulfillment of all this someday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really good observation. Well, as leaders, so the pattern I've talked about for years is talk into this, especially to our younger leader listeners. So the the pattern I've talked about, and I originally got this from another leader, but then I added to it myself, is the the dangerous process when we we numb is a process of skimming, scheming, and scamming. So skimming is I'm I'm living at such a pace. I'm dealing with so many issues. I just never hit anything deep, especially relational connection. And so I start skimming with my life. I'm skimming with my my spouse. I'm skimming with my kids. And we're never doing that 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 stop and pause Sabbath soul connection type deal. Mm. And if you do that long enough, you start scan, uh, scheming. What are ways that I can numb the unsustainability feeling of my life? What are the ways that I can take the edge off? What are the ways that I can escape? Mm-hmm. And I always think about the old Burt Reynolds song, I want to do something cheap and superficial. So you, you start getting into things that are just so superficial. And of course, it's like, it's like there's tax evasion and there's tax aversion. Tax aversion is a smart thing to do, to be smart. Tax evasion is illegal. There's pain aversion is not a bad thing. None of us want to go directly into pain, right? We want to do things. But mm-hmm. pain... So pain aversion, but pain evasion, where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to numb around this reality, is a dangerous thing. So I start scheming for ways to escape. That's where people start hiding, mm-hmm. and then that then there's the scamming. Uh, now I'm a, I'm living a, a scammed life. But what intercepts that at any part? So skimming, scheming, scamming, is scanning, is being able to stop and let's do a scan. Why did that hurt me? Why am I feeling sadness? Why am I feeling anger? So for me, Mondays are a scanning day. Mm-hmm. Okay, why did I feel that that one thing that I said kind of ruined the whole weekend for me? Well, really? Is that true? And don't numb it. Just today, be quiet in it. So for me, a lot of times that that I was I was thinking you know about this yesterday, and I was watching a commercial for the. Uh, movies that I love that are just brainless, the Fast and Furious movies. Uh-huh. And I and I was thinking about the importance of slow and studious. You know, that the, like for me, I love Fast and Furious and I want to live that way, but that makes it more critical that I'm slow and studious. Mm-hmm. I'm able to stop and pause. So speak into that. You're in a, I'm keeping my head down and I'm ducking part of your life right now because you're so much intense study but you're you can't afford to numb your emotions you yeah can't afford i'm to probably do that. i'm probably in the scheming part in my life right now um you know i, I like i yeah I'm, I'm with family i don't sleep much ever um I'm, i think i think i just i i think i'm um i think i i have a i don't know a, a fair, what do you do when you're feeling deep frustration you have you have friends uh-huh. that you talk to though right so you have yeah, you you've sought help. Yeah, you've yeah, I've, sought I've, I've counsel. Two, I have two really good um, friends that um, that 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 I can be cathartic with. Mm-hmm. That's and, a key word. 
And I, 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 no most, editing. I mostly know. No editing, yeah, right? I mostly know that if I can just, if someone can just listen to me, then I can figure my, my way out of the problem. So mm-hmm. I don't need people to solve my problems for me. Too many people try to do that for me. Um, if you want to not be my friend, hold my hand, literally and figuratively. Uh, so I, th- I think, yeah, if I can, I do enough scanning, I think, to, I don't, I don't, I think I do enough scanning to not go to, to, to the last stage there. You know, I think I do enough, right at this, at this stage in my life, this, this season of my life, I think I do enough scanning to just kind of stay at where I scheme quite a bit, but then I also, I can, I can, I can remedy it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can kind of just keep a, so there's a tension there, I think right now for me, not that I want to stay there forever at all. I don't think I can keep up with that. Um, but I also know, I think life will get harder in the, in the next 20 years. Definitely. So I don't know, maybe there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a slight, um, uh, intentional tension there of just like, mm-hmm. I should just, um, if I can take hard then I should go hard. And mm-hmm. I think I've proved this week, maybe I, I can't, I need to scan a little bit and dial back a little bit more. Um, we talked and chucked, I had, um, fought off a panic attack, uh, mental collapse asterisk there. Um, and so I think that's like a, just a, that's a, that's an indicator for me. Okay. You know, maybe just, um, yeah, sure. I need to do more stupid things. And I, and I, and yeah. I like, I think uh, you need to watch like a season of the office. Like I don't, we, we don't watch like TV, you know, I don't, I don't, we don't watch t- really TV. I, um, so, so like, it's like vacation for me when we go to Hilton Head, that's like, uh, that's the epitome of stupid things. Cause like all I'm thinking about most of the time there ever is, is tennis. Mm-hmm. And so it's just stupid things, and I, and I probably don't have enough stupid things in a, in, a, in the best of ways right now in my life. Just so I just do stupid yeah. things. I'm, 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 I have a marathon this weekend. I'm training for. I have a marathon in the spring that I've signed up for. So all I'm ever thinking about is just beat myself up intellectually or beat myself up physically. I tell you so, what, you play intensely, so mm-hmm. I, I see a reflection of myself in that. So in what you're, you. I think what I said, what you're getting at here is. Um, I'm kind of testing out all that right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm living all that up. You're saying I'm not. On, I'm not on the, on the positive side of it. I, you know, of, of all those, um, I'm. I'm right at scheming. I think I, I scheme quite a bit right now. One thing I would tell you, leaders, from my out of my own experience, which I try to speak only out of my own experience, is this: I, the, the second sermon I ever gave, I didn't know what I was talking about, and that how true it was and that I, I, I remember I came across this lesson and when you're starting out in any communication you latch on to whatever you think oh wow that'd be good and the premise of it was the sermon in a sentence was life will get harder but life will get richer life will get richer but life will get harder and I didn't know at the time how true that was I would say this if we can all accept that reality the most obvious manifestation of that is aging life gets harder it it as Art Linkletter used to say, uh, aging's not for sissies. Leadership is not for sissies. It doesn't get easier. The imagery that I use frequently is the old tractor poles that I used to see at the Columbus Fairground, at the State Fairgrounds, and the tra- I still remember the tractors. The further they went up the track, the sled moved forward. <laughs> You know, by the time they got to the end of their run, they they were pulling a much more difficult weight, and I found that to be true. And then, if you can accept that reality and then sit in it, you are on the third base of sustainability. Because what brings down leaders is the things we use to numb. Eventually, we succumb. The things that we use to numb ourselves, we eventually succumb to those 
the, the power of those things. So it's okay to do pain aversion. Sometimes I need to know my pain load. And so I need to, yeah, I need to watch a football game tonight or with my plus 30 button on DirecTV, uh, three games tonight, uh, which I often do. Um, but I need to know, but, but pain evasion is a dangerous thing. That pain goes down. It will eventually get you. Mm-hmm. Leaders, have people you sit with in your pain. Have the capacity to be able to sit and say, God, today I'm sad. Today I'm angry. Today I'm feeling unworthiness. Today I'm feeling like a failure. And sit in that. What I've found is that you get a night's sleep, you wake up tomorrow, it's a different day. Until next time on the Leadership Podcast with Austin McMahon, I'm Charlie McMahon, and we look forward to our next episode. Thanks for listening. Tune in every week as we continue learning and growing in faith, in life, and leadership. And if this has been helpful to you, subscribe and spread the word. And I will talk to you next week.